0: Thank you to our podcast sponsor, Samson Rope. Your rigging ropes aren't just tools of the trade. They do the grunt work. They have to endure dynamic loads, abrasion, and moving through hardware while keeping you safe, which is why Samson rigging ropes are specifically designed and engineered to meet the rigors of your job, the result of a legacy of over 140 years of innovation. Stable braid rigging line is the industry standard for arborists. A durable polyester double braid rope with a high strength to weight ratio Torque free construction with UV protection. Put Stable Braid to work for you. Stable Braid from Samson, the strongest name in rope. Visit samsonrope.com for more information.
1: This episode of the TCIA podcast is brought to you by Tree Diaper. Did you know that the normal one year warranty on a new tree has nothing to do with tree establishment? Or that newly transplanted trees need two to five years of maintenance before establishment? It's because trees often lose the majority of their roots during the establishment process for a variety of reasons, including the expense of irrigation and the time of manual watering. Tree Diaper is a patented multifunctional plant protection system that absorbs rain or irrigation water before slowly releasing it back when soil dries. When used properly, it promotes healthy outward root growth that facilitates establishment and establishes the long-term health of the tree. By reducing watering need, it significantly reduces the labor and water costs while increasing the survival rate of newly transplanted trees. To learn more about how Tree Diaper can help your company get ahead of proper planting maintenance for your customers and help you save time and money, visit
0: treediaper.com. I'm Kathleen Costello. I've been a graphic designer with TCIA for more than 15 years. And I've been to 14 expos because sadly, we didn't have an in-person one last year, but expo is my favorite place of all time. So I'm really excited to talk about this. Um, Part of my, um, what I do as a graphic designer is I do all the pre-marketing graphics and, and assets and elements and messaging with the great marketing team that we have as well as um, post-marketing. And then during the show, just crazy all the marketing. And part of that is creating the builds for Expo, all the signage you see, all the brochures you see leading up to it, all the ads you see placed all over the United States. And, oh, I'm tired already. Um, and all of the on onsite, um, signage and builds that you see that's what i do and it's fun it's so much fun and every year it's different we go to a different city every year it's never boring
2: no it's, it's cool i mean expo is so big and it's so cool that you get to be such an integral part of it but how did you first get started at tcia
0: um tcia did not have a dedicated graphic designer uh when i started they had only um, used freelancers and consultants. Um, They did have a marketing department slash meeting slash membership kind of montage. Um, And we have another designer that works in the magazine and uh, was doing web at the time. So I was the first dedicated graphics person that they brought on site full time because we were ramping up that time so many programs, accreditation, CTSP, Tree Care Academy, all the things. Um, So as I was a support for marketing and working with the marketing department and part of marketing, I was also helping to build all of those manuals and messaging and all of that stuff. And obviously it's become way too big for one person because it has evolved beyond amazingness. And so now we have more people doing that, which is awesome because I love marketing.
2: So when you got there, how long was it before you were sent to expo? Because when I speak to a lot of people, it seems like we do a lot of hiring, like
0: (laughs) a month before. Yeah. (laughs) Whoops. No, no, no. It's, it's just an exciting time and everyone gets all their ideas around expo because this is the time we super engage on the ground with the entire industry. So it's just massive undertaking. Um, But no, I was hired in January, which actually was right before winter management happened Uh, that year, 2006. So I did, it was kind of nice. The office was kind of quiet and I got the lay of the land and got to ramp up. But I did help with some of those initial um, offerings for CTSP and accreditation. I created a lot of the assets they were bringing to WMC um, kind of at the last minute, which was nice just to be able to see that all in the works and as it ramped up. Um, And then, so I had a few months to... Say, oh, this isn't so bad. And to work on all of those Tree Care Academy CTSP initiatives, accreditation initiatives, you know, out there before Expo hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, um, we start Marketing Expo in May because we're getting ready and we're gearing up with all of our speakers and our um, entire list of, you know, we have to vet people and we have to do a lot of, I mean, the committee is amazing with all the people that they talk to and go through. And they, at the time they were watching videos and listening to, and they probably still do that. Um, you know, listening to all the speakers and creating well-rounded experience with business safety and arbor culture. So based on all that information, and then, you know, we had uh, exhibitors as part of it and getting them all to, which basically the show floor would sign up, fill out, which um, sell out the year before anyway. So, you know, that mm-hmm. was always a good thing, but you know, just, so all those pieces would come together and I would put them together in a marketing brochure, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, she can build that, she can design that. So then all of a sudden I'm designing the entrance booths, the registration areas, um, all the signage you see, all the on the ground stuff. So that right, that pretty much happened right away, which I had, I had done little point of purchase sales things for like vitamin company. Mm-hmm. So to walk into Expo and to see everything larger than life and huge was really exciting and thrilling you know people are walking through that entrance booth i designed and you know i got to work with fern our com- our build company um and they're just amazing with the creativity that they bring to the builds like we want something that is um designed just for us that can happen so yeah a lot of um ability to design things just for us because we're important and the tree demo was amazing too i'm you know I was going to squirrel down this and go down a million rabbit holes because I'm just so excited about Expo. It's just so cool. But I did do part of that um, tree demo stuff too where um, I had to design all around the tree which was really fascinating to me because I'm like they do what in the middle of Expo? Like we were the first tree demo and that's what I love about Expo too. Like we did a lot of the first and we know we did well because people are emulating us. Everyone's got a tree demo now.
2: Well it's a good idea so a great idea that's how that's how you take other things and go (laughs) i was going to ask you what what your first expo was like but you pretty pretty much covered it but i guess did you do any other trade show type things before this or was this kind of the first uh, one that you did
0: I had never been to a trade show in my life, so okay. it was, and you know that feeling.
2: Yeah, you know. yeah.
0: That's, and so it was fun when I was watching you go through for your first year, and I'm like, "Yeah, been there. It's amazing." And I love bringing people in. Like, wait till you see this; it's going to blow your mind. You know?
2: Oh yeah, it's it's super <laughs> cool, and I mean, even it's one of those things where. I think even our trade show is much different than most yeah. different uh, industries trade shows because my dad used to go to a bunch of like the lighting industry expo. <laughs> and I can let you know already off the top of my head that they were nowhere near as much fun as ours. And
0: well, as a photographer, I would have liked that because the lighting is challenging when I'm running around expo trying to take pictures.
2: <laughs> uh, it's it's probably not gonna be as exciting as you hope for, but <laughs> But because you've had so many experiences at Expo, um, what was your favorite TCI Expo that you've attended?
0: Oh, you can't just. I
2: I can. I'm asking you to choose your favorite child.
0: Oh, well, my favorite convention center is a little different than Expo because I have a favorite Expo and I have a favorite convention center.
2: I guess you can do both.
0: Oh, yes. Good. All right. My favorite convention center is Pittsburgh. And the first time I went, uh, I think I've twice or three times I don't know it all blends you know that um the first time I went like it's a beautiful green building with gorgeous faulted skylighted ceilings and a catwalk from above where you can get the best photos because that's part of what I did on the ground at expo as well uh, is take a lot of pictures and run around like a crazy person with my camera in everyone's face so um just the everything is lit beautifully again to the lighting and just open and airy and uh, you know Expo was the first time I had ever been around any kind of tree care machinery. So I am fascinated by the monstrosity of these beautiful vehicles that are with such power. So Pittsburgh held them really well with those huge vaulted ceilings. So that's my favorite convention center. Love it. I was surprised too, because I, I kind of had this idea that it was going to be like, you know, parker
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know,
0: but it wasn't. It was amazing. Pittsburgh's amazing. Uh, other than the fact I had to go to a um, Pittsburgh Penguins slash Bruins game and sit there with a bunch of Penguins fans, that was a little scary. <sighs> it,
2: it sounds. We did
0: win. <laughs> it's, it sounds
2: like sounds like the rough life, Kathleen. Yeah,
0: that you uh, had to go to a hockey game. And my favorite expo ever was twenty thirteen. You know all that stuff I said I did for Expo before? Well, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't busy or anything. So we had a 75-year anniversary. We decided to do a 200-foot-long span of the entire Tree Care Industry Association slash National Arborist Association, known as 1938 Museum. Mm-hmm. So I was responsible for helping with every part of that creative asset to create those. So we did it a I decorated an entire wall um, and I had to do a lot of research on the history and it was phenomenal. Like it just expanded my appreciation for the members and the people that made and created this association. It just blew my mind. Um, So on the top of the wall, I did the history of tree care, uh, basically from 1938, you know, because Who cares? No, what happened before? We were wrapping up? Just kidding. Um, I might have, yeah, I think I just started 1930s because I had 10-foot sections, which each decade, that worked out well. And then um, on the bottom layer, I had a row of what we did as an association, how our different inputs and what we were doing, like the home studies and the tree care academies and um, the workshops and the EHAP and everything as it came through, you know, all the initiatives we did as an association. So that was an amazing timeline to create. Um, And I got to decorate it all, build it all. And then we had amazing people donate and bring to Expo their old stuff, their historical stuff, their, you know, museum quality, amazing items to share with the entire industry at that Expo. And it was, a brilliant display. I mean, it was very hard. Uh, like we didn't know if it was all gonna come together till the last minute. Like it was just like mm-hmm. panic mode. Cause when you're depending on, you know 40 or 50 different tree care companies and to bring their stuff to Expo and you're like, are they gonna bring it are they gonna, you know but everyone was so in and it was such a great coming together of um, exploring and showcasing our industry. It was brilliant. It was amazing. I So my favorite expo was 2013 and it just happened to be in Charlotte. So that was the first time. Oh, oh my God, this was is yeah, the most amazing expo. So that just happened to be the first time we'd ever really gone up because the NASCAR Hall of Fame was right next door. We're like, mm-hmm. hello. And so that was brilliant and amazing because that just upped and ramped up our welcome reception to, you know, give us just inject a little more fun and and camaraderie into everything because that's what it's all about too, or all those connections you're making. And so that was fun. And I learned a lot about cars. (laughs) But yeah, no, that that 2013 in Charlotte, definitely my favorite. Uh, We're going there in 2022. I don't know when the, uh, we've already gone past the 80th anniversary. Uh, So I don't know if we're going to do a hundred year. I might not be able to be there for that one. (laughs) You should
2: probably retire at some point, but that's... At
0: some point. I I love this place so much.
2: Well, I'm glad that you have a favorite convention center, but I'm disappointed you didn't say it was one in Indianapolis that we're going to this year, but... Was
0: that a leading question? I was supposed to... Indianapolis, again, surprising to me because we've never been there. And I'm sorry, I didn't let you finish your question. Go ahead, Joe. No,
2: that was it. I was was just poking fun at you for not... I was like, Oh, <laughs> she didn't choose the one I thought she was going to say.
0: I'm honest, but no, um, Indianapolis, cause we just went there for a site visit two weeks ago. That was also a great city. Um, it's super foodie. I didn't realize that the only thing I knew about it was that it had the Indy 500, but they had just finished hosting cause they've been hosting conventions and events there for the last couple of months. Um, so they're pretty much wide open, uh, which made me feel really good. Uh, they just hosted the uh gymnastics um nationals or something there like the week before we showed up and uh beautiful again lots of space what i'm excited about since you asked about indianapolis is the fact that there are two entrances and we're gonna be flowing traffic a lot you know it's gonna be loose and open you know that's what we need right now and uh there's just a huge amount of space it's bigger we're not lying when we say bigger than ever and um our, yeah we're our um, TCIA booth is smack dab in the middle of all of it, so that is exciting as well. Because we'll get them coming and going and be able to talk to people all oh, three days. Yes, on the floor.
2: <laughs> and it's all under one roof.
0: It's all under one roof. so no. marketing. Uh,
2: <laughs> no, no hall D. Uh,
0: we did go around and look for different uh, venues, you know, for welcome reception, and we're just super stoked because it's such a fun city. There were so many options and opportunities and there are just so many things with pre-conference that are happening that are different. So this might be on cue, also because I won't have to create a 200 foot long museum uh, to be one of my favorite exp- expos ever. Absolutely.
2: Good save. Thanks for good, prompting me. Good save, you're welcome. We're just
0: doing so many fun new things. So, but shh, they're all secret still.
2: So I'm just going over. You've already answered a lot of the behind the scenes things that go on just with the nature of your job everything is behind the scenes before expo and then not once you get there um
0: i do have one favorite story to tell
2: i'm sure you have more than one favorite story to tell but please tell tell me your favorite story
0: well as a staff we go all around all the different cities and we're from the northeast right Mm -hmm. so when we did see back to charlotte when we were down in charlotte some silly person stuck me behind the registration booth I do not type well, but in order to, to make sure the line you know, keeps flowing and people don't notice how poorly I typed, which this year we're doing amazing things with registration again so we won't have to bother with me typing, uh, I would talk to people a lot. <laughs> and I'm sitting next to this wonderful girl who was working with us at the time, and she's from the area. She was from North Carolina. And she's like, y'all gotta slow down a little bit when you're talking, cause they're not getting anything you say. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God, really? Oh my God. Really? Oh, oh you know, me mm-hmm. on coffee. <laughs> so that was fun just because I love meeting people from all over the United States. And, and this is, and tree people are the best people. I say that all the time. They're just genuine down to earth, hardworking. Uh, I love what we do for our members and for the industry. And, uh, I can't, I, that's why I went around with a big shit-eating grin on my face the whole time I'm at Expo. I just can't get enough of it. And I know you can't bleep me out for saying that because it's true.
2: I mean, I can't bleep you to out. Thanks
0: on your podcast.
2: Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Um, oh. No, I appreciate I appreciate the honesty. I appreciate all the stories. I know a lot of what you feel because it is so cool when mm. we work from, we're in June now, so from May to November to do all of the behind the scenes stuff. And you're right, when you see it all come together for that first time, even though I've gone to two of them, it's it still gets me every single time to, to look up and see like, wow, we we did this. It's, it's normal the reflection comes on the last day as we're leaving and I'm I'm walking away from the convention center to the plane. That's that's when it normally hits me like wow we did all of this it was so good it was so successful and then you fly back home with everybody else who's at the trade right, show
0: right the attendees it's fun and the exhibitors they're on the same plane you are yeah awesome. and you get to overhear the conversations I love it you
2: get to hear them talk about how great it was and I'm like yeah it was pretty great
0: <laughs> and then I'm like oh darn I'm wearing my TCIA shirt again and they start asking questions oh it's good I love it
2: <laughs> yeah so. Uh, Kathleen, I don't have any other questions, but thank you for coming on and doing this and and being honest about your experiences at Expo.
0: Yeah, I could could definitely talk about it all day. You know that. And um, I'm just so proud to be a part of the amazing team that makes this all work. Uh, Because one last thing, I promise. The attendees generally never have any idea that we've just had a major flood, hurricane, wind event, Um, all the things that go wrong behind the scenes, because our staff approaches everything with a can-do attitude, with let's make this the best experience that we possibly can for our attendees, and they really have no clue all of these things happen, as they do with any event, when you go to a different place every time. So I'm always so proud when we come back, and there's never any kind of um, complaints about how people were struggling with something because they say our staff is very helpful. And we are, you know, that's our main goal is to make sure the experience for them is the best ever.
1: Thank you to our podcast sponsor, Samson rope. Your climbing ropes aren't just tools of the trade. Your life literally depends on them specifically designed to endure any environment you throw at them. Samson climbing lines not only meet the rigors of your job, but are engineered to keep you safe. The result of a legacy of over 140 years of innovation. Hyperclimb is a new 100% polyester 11.7 millimeter double braid climbing line, engineered for both moving and stationary rope systems that run well with your hardware and Prusix. Hyperclimb's low elongation is key for long ascents and dual purpose climbing. Hyperclimb from Samson, the strongest name in rope. Visit samsonrope.com for more information.